We've got Senator Dick Durbin on the line. Senator, are you there, sir? No, oh, there we go. Hey. Hey, how are you hey. doing, Senator? I'm doing well. How about you? We're good. I just saw you on television a while ago. You look a little tired, buddy. Are you getting enough rest? Well, probably not. They <laughs> work me uh, pretty hard out here, but I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about what's going on right now. This whole Bannon thing with the January 6th hearings, what, what was going on there, do you think? Well, uh, you know, they asked him to come and testify, and he said no, and so they started the contempt proceedings. Yeah. And then he said, oh, listen, President uh, Trump just cleared me from executive privilege. Trump's lawyer said, wait a minute, he never had any claim to executive privilege. <laughs> he wasn't on the White House staff. Yeah. So it's a total mess, and I think uh, maybe... Bannon is realizing at the last minute he may have outthinked himself, if that's a word. It does uh, uh, seem to be that way, doesn't it? He seems uh, to be a mess. So are they, are they going to actually put him on there today, or are they still just uh, You know, they don't, they don't dangling uh, telegraph this. their punches very often. Yeah. And, uh, I think, think they're being careful. I have to say, uh, you know, we have uh, Congressman Kensinger from Illinois on, on the panel on uh -huh. the Republican side, and I respect him very much for making the decision to do that. Uh, and I think they've done an exceptional job so far. They've they've laid out their case in a very orderly and convincing way. And most most all of their witnesses, not all of them, but most of them, uh, were people who either worked for President Trump or have said that they would vote for him again. So it isn't as if they're uh, parading out uh, Democratic loyalists. You know, I'm starting to get depressed when I start thinking about this election coming up in two years. Because we've got Trump fighting for the nomination. It looks like he'll probably get it. Biden acts like he wants to run again. Although, i got to tell you, some of his moves lately, I'm starting to question him a little bit. I'm uh, just not very uh, enthused about this next election coming up, if this is all we have to offer. Well, things change a lot, and yeah. uh, I, I can't tell you who's going to be a candidate for either party. The president uh, obviously has uh, first call in terms of whether he wants to run for re-election. But, you know, t time changes things. I, I've seen it in my lifetime. I'm sure you can remember it in oh, years, yeah. too, uh, that all of a sudden there's a field of one turning into a field of 12 uh, and a long process. I just hope that uh, we can address this coming election seriously. There are... Um, just a myriad of issues that people come up to me and talk about, and I say, well, you better be planning to vote, because that's where you get your chance as average citizen to make a difference. So I hope that people will take this November election seriously. Well, Biden is talking about uh, all this stuff with abortion right now, and he's saying uh, hospitals have to do this, doctors have to do that. It seems like that's status quo to me. Do they have to spell this out legally? Is we that really the don't know the answer. Yeah. What the president has said is he's considering an executive order to declare a public health emergency. Mm -hmm. Because of this Alito decision in the Supreme Court, there will be states that don't allow any type of abortion procedure, maybe in the rarest of cases. Uh, and the ordinary uh, reproductive health uh, care and treatment of people that we've seen for 50 years is changing dramatically almost overnight. Uh, for instance, they said for those who live in the state of Florida, the closest state to seek a legal abortion procedure now is Illinois. Uh, we have people coming into clinics in Illinois traveling a thousand miles. So for people without the financial means, it's going to be a hardship, maybe an impossibility for that to happen. 
uh, some on the other side say, good, we don't want it to happen. And others say, you're not taking into consideration all of the possibilities that a woman could face when she has to make that uh, decision, as serious as it may be. It really gets down to the heart of the issue again. Uh, I have a hearing this morning in the Judiciary Committee. We're bringing in a doctor uh, who is involved in abortion procedures in Missouri and Illinois, mm-hmm. and she's going to try to carefully spell out what the dilemma she faces in doing her best as a physician uh, to serve the woman who comes to her as a patient and abide by the new changes in the law. It is dramatic. They're even talking about having boats out in the Gulf of Mexico for some of this. Have you heard there's a lot Something of speculation. Uh, some people have suggested that uh, the president announced that abortion procedures will be performed in in federal enclaves, mm-hmm. national parks or something. I, I think that's really far-fetched. I don't think that is likely to even be seriously considered. But it does show you that when we decide to pick and choose state by state uh, on something that had been a constitutional right for 50 years, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to create some real hardships for some people. It's interesting to see the number of states that are saying, hey, we don't want anything at this point, and then the the other number of states where they're going to go ahead and perform abortion. So it's kind of a mixed bag. There are almost 20 states in the first category, and you can guess where they're located for the most part. Uh, But it, it really is going to create hardships for people who don't have the wherewithal to travel distance. And the latest development in Ukraine, I'm hearing that Iran is supplying arms to Russia? Well, make no mistake, uh, Iran is not our friend when it comes to Ukraine and many of their terrorist activities. And now it's been disclosed that they are uh, selling drones uh, to the Russians to be used to fight the Ukrainians. Uh, I'll just tell you that uh, I am determined to back this effort uh, to support the Ukrainians, uh, to oust Putin, because this man is uh, bloodthirsty. He is killing innocent people by the thousands in Ukraine uh, and with no provocation invaded that country and will will continue to until he takes it over. And then what's next? There is nothing stopping him unless we, as NATO alliance, make it clear to him there's a heavy price to pay. I don't want the United States engaged in a war. People I represent don't want to be in a war. But we certainly don't want a madman like Putin taking advantage of innocent people. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with it because uh, it doesn't seem to be going anywhere, and Russia now is hitting civilian targets, so I'm not sure what kind of future we have over there. Well, I'll tell you, the, the weapon system, the uh, missile systems, that we HIMARS, they call them, that we have now trained the Ukrainians in uh, really give them uh, an advantage when it comes to artillery. Uh, they were facing an extraordinary uh, array of artillery that is randomly fired by the Russians, hitting everything in sight, hospitals and schools and people's homes. They were firing 60,000 rounds a day into the Ukrainian side. The Ukrainians were answering with 5,000 rounds. Now we have given them a precision piece of equipment, these HIMARS, guided missiles, that are taking out some of their most important facilities. I think uh, as we train the Ukrainians to use these weapons, we may see a shift in the balance in this war toward our side. Well, we'll see what happens with it. Senator, thank you for your time. We sure appreciate it. Good to be with you, Dave. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you.